Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Cass. Fish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. So walking around World of Wheels, all of us got to see a lot of stuff. There's oh, my God, just, yeah. Well, there's, oh, definitely. Bartle is huge, and, you know, you couldn't cover it all in one day, it seemed like. I surely couldn't because... Nope. Yeah, let's not discuss how bad <laughs> well, I jacked up. Well, that's why my... we need an extra chunk of show here. Yeah, no kidding. So that we can uh, at least chat about that. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, so we got some interviews. When I finally found you Saturday, yeah. I was sitting at that Tramec booth pestering those guys trying to see... Honest to God, I was looking for another transmission for my Impala, but <laughs> <laughs> but, th- but then there there was catfish. <laughs> well, they, oh, no. yeah. they had they had really cool stuff there, and I'm looking at that going, you know, maybe I could use a six speed. Oh you know? yeah, you <laughs> know, we talked about six-speed. that when I went over there because yeah, you mentioned that uh, it might be nice to have something that'll give you a what is it a well, driver. Here's or, the thing, yeah, if you if you do a six speed and you get the gear space out enough, then you can have a, a bit of an overdrive to it, or you can go spend thirty four hundred dollars on a gear vendor's electric overdrive and put in the and I just I was looking at this and I'm thinking, surely I could do that for cheaper and putting in a gear vendor. But anyway, while on a you're four oh nine, mind you. you you yeah, no kidding. You walk up and you're talking to me and I was trying to focus on what you were saying, but I was looking over your shoulder <laughs> at that fifty six uh, Chevy that was right across the aisle from the Tremec booth. Oh, okay. So was that your that favorite black car and the red? Show? Oh, god! <laughs> <laughs> do tell, do tell. Monster, big block, blower, tunnel, rim, carbs, and <laughs> it was a shiny to it. Strap this man down to the chair. Oh. It's a good thing there's a pop filter. It's oh, dripping. man. Oh, God. That thing had... It was... Did, but he had, a napkin. he had it on the stands, and he had mirrors underneath it, and it was spotless underneath but remember we were standing there and i pointed out to you it had the chrome uh-huh. jet hood ornament on top and then you looked in the glass and he had one on the underside of the car yeah oh wow <laughs> that's what i'm standing there going yeah he may have gone too far <laughs> it's he not something i would drive a lot in the rain well, not or a not, lot, not ever. In the rain. Yeah, but I'd sure sit in that thing and go. Rah, 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 but did you see the meats on that thing? They were, they were about oh fifteen inches God, long. They were huge, and it looked like it would turn them. And yeah. I just want to oh. do that once. I just, <laughs> I just want to drive it in anger once. You know. I don't know. Does it have flight mode? <laughs> I, I'm guessing not. Okay, <laughs> drive it in anger. Drive it in anger. <laughs> 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 Just, I wish you yeah. had a neck because I'd ring you out right now. Yeah. I'm go upstairs in my little toy car. So, but for real. No, that, yeah. that yeah, thing really looked that, yeah. beastly, and he That's had cool. done a ton of work on it. Uh, other thing that I saw that was just, it wasn't something that I would want for myself, but I stood there and I really appreciated how much work had gone into yeah. it, was that 56 Lincoln that was two-tone yellow. It was two-tone pale yellow. Almost looked like lemon meringue pie. Oh. And uh, it had been chopped and channeled and lowered and slicked and smoothed. And, yeah, man, yeah. it's very well put together. That car was. That, that chop job was absolute yeah. top And that looked like that took a lot of time and a lot of effort. Well, that Especially is one with of those the, curved wi- uh, window or the, oh, with yeah. it being curved like that, it makes it harder to chop. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it looked very, very cool. 
So probably not something I would want for myself, but something you just had to stand there and really appreciate because there was so much work had been done. Very cool. Well, so out of all the different, you know, obviously this is a majority domestic type of show. And yeah, lot, yeah, yeah, Lots yeah. of classic stuff, uh, resto mods and all that. And, and and there's definitely plenty of those that, that I have. But I will say, which surprisingly, oh, surprisingly <laughs> the car that was, I would have to say, was my favorite. Oh, oh my Porsche. God. Was the 1962 356. That is a super slick looking 356, yes. though. Very, very clean. That that thing was, I, I, I talked to the owner. I talked to the builder. Ooh. I did a little interview of it. He I let talked me, to he my let wife. Me, he let on, me get let in me. the car. <laughs> talked to my banker. He let me get in the car. He did? Oh, oh my. my. Goodness. This whole beautiful. thing had been redone from the ground up. That's just spotless. Uh, and it is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, oh you don't. Oh my God, it's so clean. I mean, th- this gentleman is like oh. 80 years old that owns this car now. He but, used to he used to rally races and drive across the country. But you got some of that for your these. channel, right? Yes. Okay, good. Got some of the channel. Uh, interviewed a little bit for that uh, in me in the car as well. So, uh, well, you that know, that's going to cool. be like a Playboy video. <laughs> now, now, I will have to give some. I will have to give a few honorable mentions. Oh, do. Uh, there was a gentleman named uh, Jimmy. Don't ask me his last name. Hey, what was his uh, last name? Crackcorn. The thing is, I know what uh, it is. I don't is. care. I know what it is, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but so what he does is build really high-end resto mod kind of stuff. I mean, we're talking six-figure, whatever it goes And there were to. quite a few kind of those like resto there. mod type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this was a 1970 Challenger, like a grabber blue. He was at, had it up on stands. Oh, no, no, no. I saw that. That was gorgeous. That was on. Those were 16-inch wide in the back of that. I, those were 405 yes, tires in the back were. of the thing. Um, that thing had a f- 540 cubic inch uh, Hemi. 736 horsepower <laughs> all engine okay yep. and so oh, what wow. he does is he actually he'd have to walk you through the car and I, and I talked to him a little bit too about what he does and sticks modern like it's got a it's got a newer grill taillights and mm-hmm. things that he's done that you don't notice that but you look at it and you go what's that's different about the car. What, what's wrong? No, what's I, odd about that? I spent and a couple minutes looking at that everything was really smooth on the that interior car. and all that kind of stuff do you know where that was built? In his garage. Oh my God! What? All of it. I love wow. car nerds, except for the stereo. It I, went to a shop, and then they did it. But I, it was a I local love, shop. That did I love it, so. true car nerds who can turn out that, that kind of quality. That's amazing. That's that, an artist. Yeah. Who, yeah. And that was uh, that was huh. one of my uh, the theme for this world of wheels was garage build type of stuff where. You know, they, they didn't go just. Oh, hey, you you group of twelve people with this really huge, awesome shop that's uh, that's known for all the whole nation. Build me a car, right? And here's a blank check. They, I'm not saying they still weren't cheap. I mean, the guy took no, two nothing, years, two two and a half happens. years to build that car. That's amazing. That's money so, and blood. And and there were some other nice. ones like that too. Yeah. Uh, the guy that had a, a 23 four T bucket, same kind of thing. Three to three stroker blower, four hundred shot of nitrous. <laughs> this thing was. <laughs> 1200 horsepower <laughs> same kind of deal and the cool thing is his daughter his young or granddaughter did the paint job well not actual physical paint but she did all the taping and then he's like what are you doing tape some weird design on one side he and he goes huh i like that better than my side why don't you go ahead and do the whole car oh my god no, cl- no kidding yeah yeah That's and so cool. so it was like the whole paint scheme design was all was from a, his granddaughter and stuff so yeah. that was kind of cool and then just you know stuff like that there's definitely plenty of other stories so oh. what did it for you, other than okay. the Sledsel? Well, <laughs> okay, there was a, there were some pretty sweet Edsels in there. That one was pretty awesome. Not to mention that Studebaker Hawk. But you almost never see, you Damn. almost never see anybody do a full custom on an Edsel. So it was kind of even if it wasn't your taste, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just add an S yeah, <laughs> and an L to Sledsel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was cool. Okay, if I'm totally honest, and you know, lowbrow Mark. Um, 
There was a 66 Chrysler 300. And again, this was one of those home jobs. They found it, uh, and I I talked to the wife of the owner because he was was running around with her daughter. But I chatted with her because I'm standing there just, I'm, oh, oh my God. It's a 66 Chrysler 300 convertible. It was blue on blue, and I don't do blue. I don't do blue cars. I, I don't. I just don't usually find that interesting at all. But this thing was like sweet mother of God. Yeah. Uh, chrome everywhere. The inside, you know, with the chrome cup holders. And it was original. He had gone painstakingly through this. Uh, the, the trunk was, you want to eat out of it. And I just wanted to lay there in the fetal position going, <laughs> hello, hi, uh, can I just stay? Uh, it was I'm going to shut the trunk now. Oh, God. And the lady was so really nice to this weirdo going, oh, my God, your car. Uh, so this, <laughs> and it just, oh, I wanted, I wanted to drive it. You think when you walked away, she was going, it. oh, thank God. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> well, that was enthusiastic. Um, <laughs> and so uh, there was that. And my, uh, my con- what's it, consolation prize? Uh, <laughs> your second place? You know what? Well, yes and no. Okay. I admired it. I didn't really like it, but I thought the amount of work and effort that went into this vehicle, I think it was a 73 Caprice. Okay. And it, it had the big donk tires on it. Okay. You know, oh, boy. Massive, like, 24-inch, you should be on a diesel truck tires. Uh, these things, and, and all that's real shiny. And it was kind of lifted up on these blocks, which was all cool. And it was playing this uh, rap video out of a TV that's mounted, like, between the seats on the inside. And, and it's loud and fun. The thing that drew me to it, though. Uh, besides all that, was that uh, um, the entire car was painted with zombies all over (laughs) it. And I mean, this was a glass finish, unmarred. Uh, Everything was in pristine condition, but zombies all along the outside of it, zombies across the hood, zombies across the roof. There were zombies painted onto the friggin' dashboard. There were zombies (laughs) in the leather. Did you ask him if we could rent it for Halloween? I couldn't get up to it. It was like six people deep. Everybody looking at this thing and kind of bouncing their heads to it. Pretty good rap video. But I'm like, this is this is just the ugliest damn thing, and I I really like it. I, and I it admire the right work. On. Yeah, because it was just there were spotless. There were a lot of cars. There a lot of uh, low rider style cars. Oh, dude. Uh, that There's were 49 full, Cadillac full. Full mm. bags, you know, sitting on the ground or, or stacked up. I mean, full hydraulic suspension systems. And though that's not typically <laughs> my thing, there were a lot of them there that you could tell they had put a ton oh, a of work bunch. into what they'd done. Now you got to appreciate that. You really do. Oh, yeah. There was. Remember when I walked over? Because I'm like, I, I don't think I heard it right. Uh, that 68 Caddy Eldorado, mm-hmm. that silver one. That was just perfect condition, and they'd stripped off any stainless steel and all that, and mm. you know painted it silver, so it just had that kind of smooth. Yeah, you want to wear your hands on it look. And I swear to God, the guy said it was a for sale for fifteen thousand, and I just walked the hell away because no I don't have fifteen thousand to drop on it. But oh my God, I really, I would have thought. Hey, can we find that car online? I could have made a beautiful mistake right then. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, so those were my cars. Still now, could happen. I don't know. You it's, reminded me of one more. Okay. The one where uh, we stood around we to wait to talk to the guy, and he was involved in a conversation with somebody else, and we waited for a while, and then we walked off, and it was that <laughs> white 61 Impala wagon. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that would have been a nice compliment. For not being really outlandish. 
just very clean, very well done, mm-hmm. very pretty. And I really am not typically a white. Well, that's a big lie. I kind of like a lot of different wagons, but this thing <laughs> sitting next to the 61 Impala bubble top, it, that would have looked really, really that cool. cool. It would have been like Vlad's uh, virgin sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the one that didn't get married, but oh my God, she's still so pretty. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and all wearing white and innocent. We're <laughs> talking about those vehicles that people did in the garage. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, just blood, sweat, and beers, and, mm-hmm. and got her done. There was a fellow that I got to interview. Uh, he rebuilt a 1950s Chevy. Guy's name is Butch Krause, one of the nicest fellows uh, you'd ever meet, which is just like, you know, going you to car shows. You said that was a cool conversation. And yeah. not only yeah. that, but what drew me to it so much was the story of the vehicle. He had one of those placards up on the easel talking about the car and the history. And the car came into the family uh, because his dad... Uh, won it in a poker game, 1950 Chevy You're Fleet Lightning. In a poker game, he won it along with <laughs> a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> For real, a real monkey. Did it come with symbols? <laughs> no, it, it came with like teeth and poop. Teeth and poop. It and came so, with. Yeah. A, a for real, a for honest real game. live monkey. How's that uh, wind up in a pot? This, this is one heck of a poker game we're talking here. I got no cash left, but I got this chimp. Yeah, double or nothing, double or monkey. Double or monkey. Okay. Here, I've got a. I recorded an interview with him. Let me play this and let's see what you think. Oh, please. Welcome to Driven Radio. We are live here at World of Wheels 2020, 60th World of Wheels. And as I've been walking around, I came across one that not only is gorgeous, but also has a fun and crazy story. It's a 1950 Chevy Fleetline. Now, uh, you walk up to it, and it's silver, and it's kind of sparkly. The chrome glows. Uh, The thing is spotless. It just looks like it wants to go, and it wants to go right now with you inside of it. I've got Butch Krause with me, the owner, the person who made this vehicle come back to life. How did this first come into your family? Um, Dad won it in the late 60s in a poker game with a little small Cebus monkey. So your dad's playing poker with some friends, and I guess the pot had grown quite a bit, and somebody threw in a car into the pot. But it wasn't just a car. We're talking a real thing. It was your dad won a real monkey. Real live monkey. You got to love the 60s. (laughs) So your dad wins this car and a monkey. Uh, He probably didn't get as many miles out of the monkey. But uh, how long were you driving and riding in the car before it found its way into a barn? Um, my mom and dad separated. My mom kept it because it was the only thing they didn't know payments on. <laughs> and she drove it for about three and a half years and the transmission broke. And she said, you can have it if you can fix it. So one thing led to another and I fixed it. And here we are today. Now, how old were you when you came into possession of this thing? Uh, late 1972. So I was just about 17. What did it have under the hood at the time, though? Old um, 216 Babbitt Rod, six-cylinder, three-speed, about 74 horsepower. <laughs> You've got this great car. Now, what did you end up doing? it? Because, you know, you graduate high school, life happens, you got to get busy. Where did the car eventually end up while you were busy, you know, living? Ended up in um, my garage at my house for a couple years, and then I did another project for a friend, and then things got a little bit busier, so ended up in the barn at the farm 
behind where we kept the planter and the grain drill at from about 1985 until 2001. So basically, it was a John derelict. <laughs> now, it's my understanding you you and a friend did a uh, project for him. And what was that? We did a 59 Ford um, short bed pickup when I was supposed to be doing this um, for um, Kevin Broderick and um, brought it over here to the starboard show and actually took second place in the truck class with it. Now, the amazing thing, as we're talking about this, this wasn't done, quote unquote, professionally. It was done by some people that really love cars. Yeah, it was done in my garage, in my shop. Um, I farmed out a little bit of the machine work on the engine that I didn't have the equipment to do. Um, Did all the sheet metal work, body work, all the paint, fabrication on the bumpers, hand-built serpentine drive for a 1958 engine that never had it. Just from the suspension all the way back, everything except for so the interior I did not have a commercial sewing machine then and did not quite know how to do it or I would have tried. But um, I had um, Ciadella in Arizona make the headliner I wanted. They shipped it to me. I installed it. And then I had some guys here in town, um, Danny and Martin, do the um, poster. I did all the layout for them, had them sew it, and then I brought it home and installed it. You had to do some extensive sheet metal work. Yeah, the um, both rear quarters were pretty rusty. They don't make them. So I bought... Um, back ends off of four different cars and cut them up and um, welded all the quarters together and then put them on this car. It's just seamless. And uh, I, I, I wish to God we could start these things up because I would love to hear it. Now, there's one last caveat about this. You had a little bit of a minor emergency uh, coming here uh, with the vehicle. Yeah, Friday at one o'clock. Um, I was headed to meet a friend in Baser, pull up stop sign or stoplight and um, serpentine belt squeaked. And that doesn't do that rarely if it does when the air conditioning's on. Well, as I started heading north, uh, the temp went up and um, stopped and uh, water pump hub broke, sent the pulley through the radiator. So consequently, at 1.30, I made it back to the shop. Lucky enough, I had enough parts there to do it, and at 319, I was back on the highway here. A little bit tired and a little bit nervous, but everything worked. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, uh, if you're a pack rat and you have a partner that doesn't like it, you might want to share this story with them and just go, you know what? It could be 1.30 in the morning, and we'd need that water pump. You You just keep that in mind. Be sure to check out some of the pictures. They'll be up on uh, readthedriven.com. Uh, we'll load these to our webs, or the Facebook page. And if you want to see it live and in person and you happen to be in Weston, you might check out the Weston Moonshiners Car Club because Butch and this Chevy are a member of the car club. And uh, how often does Weston do like a, a, a drive-in and, and where these cool cars get together? Fourth, uh, fourth Saturday of the month starts in March and goes through October. And it's some fun. It's fun. There's a lot of people show up, a lot of cool cars. Uh, they do different things on nights, 50-50 pots, drawings for stuff. 
it's just a good time and there's a lot of things to do in Weston. So this beautiful fleet line, this 1950 Chevy fleet line, is a driver and also a stunning looker. And Butch, thank you so much for spending this time here with Driven Radio Show live at the 60th annual World of Wheels in Kansas City, Missouri. My God, he won a monkey. He won a monkey. And, a legitimate monkey. And then the car passed, you know, through the generator. And it was one of those stories where it just sat in a corner, neglected for a long time. And wow. when he finally got around to it, he made it amazing. Silver yeah, interior. Just, oh, God. And, and the pictures, you know, you can see them on Facebook and on Read the Driven. Guy just. Uh, I, I hate to bring this up but because I, I think I know the answer. But what happened to the monkey? I was kind of wondering that, too. You know what? I didn't include it in the interview, but poor monkey didn't have oh, the best of health care. Well, it's a sad, it's sad. The mm-hmm. monkey, uh, his mom and dad got divorced. His dad got the car. His mom got the monkey. And <laughs> <laughs> isn't that a, like, the story you, of all 1970s divorces? Can you imagine the judge at this one? Yeah. Going, oh, you want to have what? You wanna, You're taking custody of what? The dog? <laughs> a mo- do you call the dog monkey? Is that the name? No. And then the monkey, monkey went to another relative, and uh, then that relative... Uh, one night uh, they lived in an apartment. There was an apartment fire, and the monkey didn't, you know, perish in the fire itself, but through smoke inhalation. And apparently, nobody in the early seventies really wanted to give mouth to mouth to a monkey. Oh, what? So, uh, what do you mean you won't buy a smoked monkey? So, uh, I'm sorry, Boo Boo uh, went away. So, uh, well, you know, there now there was that car, and there was another one uh, again, hand built. Maybe not quite as pristine. Uh, guy's name was Michael Schrick, and I talked to him about a 1930 Chevy th- Woody. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. you know how many 1930 Chevy Woodies there are? None. At least one. No. Yeah. Because we and saw one at the one show. Yeah. And it's handmade, homemade from yes. 82 different vehicles. Now. And it runs, and he drove it up to Kansas City from Ottawa. I have some insight into this. Yeah? Uh, when I was at McPherson. One of the first classes you take in the restoration program is the woods class because a lot of old cars have a lot of wood in them. Uh-huh. We were building from the cowl back a 1929 Woody. <laughs> there are no plans for these anywhere. No. There is. There are no schematics. There's nothing to go by. And we had the devil's own time <laughs> getting this car together. So the fact that this guy's got one that's been cobbled out of every other car under the sun, not a big surprise to me. It is a rolling Johnny Cash song. Let, let's listen to what Michael uh, explained about how he put it together. Comes okay. with a 17-pound title. <laughs> hey, this is Catfish. I'm at World of Wheels, 60th annual. Ooh, ooh. And representing Driven Radio Show, talking with a lot of people about some very cool vehicles. Now, I was strolling by, and I had to stop. Because, you know, a 1930 Chevy... Uh, is not something that you see every day. This 1930 Chevy, you will not see ever, except kind of a once in a lifetime, oh my God, look at this. Uh, I'm talking uh, with Michael Schrick, who is the owner, designer, creator, fabricator for this 1930 Chevy Rat Woody. Uh, there'll be pictures up on DrivenRadioShow.com, and you can check it out on Facebook. And also, if you want to check out Michael's uh, creations, he's got the top hat on right now. It's Top Hat Guys Rat Rods. Look for that on Facebook. Now let's let's get let's dig into this. There's a wonderful uh, photo album of this car from kind of Alpha to Omega. And uh, Michael, how did you first come into possession of this 1930 Chevy? That's kind of an interesting story because of the fact that a buddy of mine had some spare parts that he had. Asked me if I was interested, 
and the very first thing that he pulled out, he was going to take it to the dump, and very first thing he pulled out was the cowl assembly that's on this car right now. And uh, I recognized what it was, and I thought I could make something with that, but I wasn't sure what just yet. But uh, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I like Nomads, and I like Woody's. I can't afford to buy either one, but I can afford to build what I want. So I combined a Woody and a Nomad. You'll notice the Nomad roof line on it and the Nomad tailgate strips on the back. And I just kind of took liberties and just kind of designed what I wanted. Um, so that's kind of how it all started. But I literally pieced the car together. The frame came from another location. The grill shell came off of eBay. Um, you know, I swap parts all the time for things. Uh, you asked about the, a little bit earlier, you asked about the wheels on the back. I literally traded uh, Lost Punk Rod's uh, trucker hat for those wheels. That is fantastic. And by the way, Lost Punk Rod's, we love them. Uh, the uh, originators of Greaserama, plus a dedicated group of wrenchers. This Woody, <laughs> okay, let, let, me just, let, let me kind of wrap my head around that. You had a cowl. Yep. I had a cow that had a valid VIN number, so I could actually register the vehicle with that with yeah, with that number. Uh, went through and just kind of started coming up with the parts that I needed. Some parts I've got on this car I've had sitting on a shelf for years. Um, other things I would just pick up at different swap meets, eBay, stuff people had in their garage. Uh, the front tires came from a buddy of mine. He just gave them to me because he knew I liked them. Um, the, uh, the Ratfink shifter knob, uh, the same guy that gave me the front tires, a good friend, Jed Scott, um, he went through and he sent a picture of me with my top hat on and a picture of Ratfink and sent it to a buddy and he made that shift knob for me. So it's just all part of what people are helping you with and what creativity you can come up with and then how you can kind of put it all together and make it cohesive and, and definitely make it go down the road and be safe and, and have fun. Yeah, that was the other part. I, I didn't know if you're going to get to the other part is, you know, being able to drive it and get a license on it. Yeah. This, um, uh, looking at the car, you'll see the pictures, but if, if you're listening to this for the first time, we've got uh, this kind of roadster looking front end with the big honking. Uh, what, is there a special name for those headlights? Because I freaking love those. <laughs> those headlights, I think they came off either a 1930 Oldsmobile or a 1930 Buick. I'm not sure which. I've seen both of those restored original cars with that same headlight bar and headlights. You take basically a big old Cadillac bullet off the front and you put a headlight on the back side of it and you've got these headlights. They look great. It goes. Tell us a little bit, bit about the engine. Uh, the engine, you'll laugh on this. A buddy of mine that lived behind me uh, in my neighborhood used to do demolition derby and they bought a 3500 Chevy van. They bought it just for the engine. It was a low mileage car. And uh, they took the engine and transmission out, got rid of the rest. I needed an engine. They weren't doing derby anymore, and he sold me the engine for 50 bucks. You need to give me his name and number when we get done with this recording. I'm just saying. <laughs> so we got this uh, good-looking Chevy engine. Did you customize the pipes yourself? Uh, no, that's another interesting story. I bought the headers from a, another guy in a club and um, paid $50 for them. Kind of cleaned them up a little bit. Uh, and then that's a kind of a, a fake patina on that. I go through, I paint them all nice and white. They look perfect when I was done. And I take metal shavings from a brake lathe and then white vinegar and water. I spray the headers down. I sprinkle the brake shavings on, spray them again, and I let them sit outside for about a week. And then it goes through and it 
uh, it gets kind of started rusting and then as soon as you put them on the car and you fire it up and the heat from the exhaust it kind of burns off the rest and it gives it that aged look it's kind of like uh, seasoning a, a skillet you know this uh this is not just a vehicle but it's it's a work of art because you get past the engine you find the cowl the original cowl so for the vin number and then when we get into the cab itself this is all handcrafted wood this is a hand-built the doors are hand-built i i do notice you have the latches it, what are the latches from the door handles that's that an ebay score those are off of 1930 nash <laughs> so you know this is a johnny cash song that with an engine it's a 51 53 53 54 the uh you get into the interior and it's this beautiful wood got a couple of uh smaller are those drag bucket seats that's another interesting story those actually came from the lawrence antique mall and those <laughs> used to be bar stools wow did i totally i overthought that one <laughs> and you've got this uh massive shifter right here in the middle um there's chrome the oh the beautiful dash now where did that come from uh the dash but the, the panel behind the gauges actually used to be on my neighbor's uh, front storm door. He was throwing them out, and I saw that uh, real nice diamond pattern on there, and I popped the two pieces out, realizing it would be good for some kind of a car someday, not realizing it would be on this, and that was just kind of the perfect accent for the center of the dash. And then you have a, a custom little uh, uh, junk keeper drawer here that's right next to the shifter, and that looks, is that off a camper? Uh, that's another interesting story. Uh, <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, uh, that that door is actually a glove box door off of a Cessna 172 aircraft. Uh, I work for an aviation re recovery business, uh, Dotson International Parts Incorporated, and uh, that's a, just an extra part that's not really a sellable part uh, to the general public. So it makes a great door for that. It, it does. It's it's fan everything in here has oh, and there's your uh, emergency brake. So uh, there's safety built in, and it's it's wood all the way around in this. You'll you'll see some pictures on uh, readthedriven.com. Now as we go back, uh, the doors solid and suicide doors, so they pop right open. Oh God, that's just so fun. Yeah, body's channeled over the frame six inches. These are '57 Chevy. Uh, door cell plates. Uh, the shifter you asked about that, that's the old Fenton sh Shift Start 200 uh, shifter rod, uh, but it's attached to a more modern uh, automatic transmission shifter. It's cable operated. So this is an automatic, but that's a, a big honking, you expect four gears and a bunch of scratch. Oh my God, that is so fun. Now we head on back and uh, I I caught wind earlier when I uh, heard you talk to another gentleman, and I'm like, oh, God, I got to talk to this guy. The, uh, these, the windows here on the back of the cab, because the, the cab is kind of square, and the top came from a Nomad. I was wondering where you got this, because it just looks, it looks right. And then we keep going back. These windows are plexiglass. How did you, how did you create this, this whole cab? Well, uh, a big sheet of uh, cardboard from a refrigerator. I actually made a cardboard template of the side of the car, of how I wanted it to get my angles and all that right. I uh, looked at a lot of pictures of Nomad, so I kind of get an idea how the roof angle was at, uh, and then kind of mix that with the Woody-style body. Uh, the roof itself, the material, uh, this is reproduction Cobra long grain. This is what used on Model T Fords. 
So uh, I really like the look. I've got another rad rod that's a T coupe, and it's got the same top material on it. But it just it's a nice, good looking uh, top material, uh, real durable, and uh, that's what they had on them back then. The day anyway. And we we keep going. The windows are hand cut through plexi, and I I do see a little bit of metal. But what is that from? That is from a Model A Roadster. Okay, so the, okay, so we've got a Model A, we've got Buicks, we got Chevy, we got, <laughs> and we've got these Kregers that the interior. I love what you did with the spokes on the inside uh, between the and the Kreger SS mags. Got some good meat going on the back, uh, thinner on the front. Just a great looking car. And what are your plans with it? I mean, is this one that you you plan on keeping? You'd mentioned. Uh, from the Facebook page, etc., that you like doing vehicles and then you move on to a new uh, project. So what do you do with the ones like this that you already have? I keep them. They're like kids. <laughs> I couldn't get rid of them. Oh, my God. Your barn must be amazing. And the, uh, okay, the hood ornament, last but least with the wings. That that actually came from Salina, the Lead Sled Nationals. Um, I probably picked that thing up two or three times before I finally decided to buy it. Uh, it's actually a light-up hood ornament. I've not... Uh, illuminated it yet, but it's hard to find the ones with the wings still intact. Most of the time, they're broken off. It's gorgeous. It's a goose. Is that is that a Cadillac? Uh, no, it's a Packard Coromont is what they call that. And it's not a true Packard hood ornament, but it's in that style. Nice. Be sure to check out Top Hat Guys Rat Rods on Facebook. Michael, great car, and thanks for letting us chat with you on Driven Radio. So Michael Shrek uh, with his Top Hat coolest guy uh just so nice and fun and it was cool of him to take the time and that he drove that thing that handmade beast of a vehicle uh drove it all the way from ottawa up to kansas city up to the show hey if it got that far the thing is fairly reliable and at least well built enough to and it keeps all his toys so and i was amazed of how many well that's a fun story (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can a car be built on so. oh yeah oh, and it started just like he said with the cowl all he had was the cowl and a VIN number yeah, well, yeah. And, and from there sprang a car yeah, and, and, and like I said those things they're very difficult to track down information on there's not a lot floating around no no <laughs> not like that <laughs> Well, now, uh, Mark, I don't know, how are you in, in the 30s and uh, 30s cars, Chryslers? Do you oh, like them? Uh, dude, hello. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, and the reason I want to bring this up, because this was just a, an interesting story. Now, um, earlier on, I had someone else I was talking to him, got me some information on this, but when I went to go try to interview them, I couldn't find the guy. But this is this is the story, though, and on a short shorter note than the interview, probably. In 1939, Chrysler Imperial, okay, so this car had 26,000. Oh. Original miles on it. Oh, my Ooh. God. Okay. That's nothing. It's a 323 inline eight. <laughs> so, it just kind of goes on for a moment. Yeah. Um, was it flathead or and, the, uh, Wow. Uh, I don't know. No, it was an inline no. eight. Mark, yes, it was an inline shut eight. up and let me tell my damn story. Go. All right. Okay, done. Okay. It was, and it's actually sitting on the second owner, and he just bought it in 2018. You're kidding me. Wow. No, no. So, the so deal, the a deal single is, owner from new until 18, almost, 2018. A little over a year ago. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. And the thing is, the car was put into storage in 1968. So, from 68 to, two, to 2018, it was in storage. The guy happened to. Holy cow. That's just of this, went to them, and they immediately, I mean, they didn't even, the guy didn't say, yes, I'll buy it for that. There wasn't even a price given. 
They just said, yeah, you're buying the car. Here's the keys and here's everything else. And he's like, <laughs> okay. Ended up giving $4,000 for the car. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. You just, I just pooped myself. No rust. That is so wrong. No rust. The way the car was sitting at the show, the interior was original. The exterior was original. The only thing that he had to do was pull the engine out, pull it apart, and put it back together because they had, you know, the seals, all the stuff, right? All that stuff that had been sitting so long was bad. He might have had the Jimmy with the transmission a little bit, but it was one of those. uh, Well, that's trying to think the transmission was was liquid fuel or something. Gosh, dang, I don't know enough about transmissions. But uh, it was was something like a a fluid transmission to where there's liquid that was not like your transmission fluid, but something different. Yeah. So he had to redo that part, I think. The okay. liquid part of that. It was that probably just booze because it was, you know, yeah. maybe uh, whiskey. I think there's a there's a door that says <laughs> we took the transmission fluid out and we're now we're using crown. Basically Royal. it just has like a skull crossbone thing you open it up and pour it in. Uh, but what it what it was, what I thought the cool thing is, is the guy holding tension, he didn't want to grab it's like, ooh, I have a collection. He wanted to be able to take it out on the road. He wanted to yeah. make it a drivable car. Yes. So what this gentleman did was take a car that had been in hibernation for so many decades. Re, it's it's being relived he just, again. He just woke it up. Yeah. And it's back on the streets, and he wanted to leave everything alone because, the, I mean, the body did have a few little that scrapes and stuff so on the cool. fenders, but he left it alone because it was all original, and the inside smelled like it was all original, just <laughs> so you know. But it was clean. Obviously, so the it was really clean because it rebuilt it, but... Yeah, well, but yeah. You know, 50 years in storage, that really doesn't add the brightest bouquet. No. But uh, no. still, I oh, the story yeah. was cool. That's why the windows down. Think how you'd he, smell he, he after fifty that. years in storage. Yeah, I already know. I, I, I thanked him on a video. I did do a little video short. It will be in the uh, oh the, cool, the, the link very cool, very nice, so, now, really cool story. The the last one, the last interview we got, and it's a guy we've had on the show before, and I I just love this guy, and they do such great work. Rick Hunter from Hot Rod Express. Dude is so down to earth. And, you know, we, we've talked a lot about people who've done this stuff in their garages. And you with Rick Hunter and with Hot Rod Express, yeah, you can do your stuff in your garage. And you can take it there if you'd like it to be maybe fixed a little. If there's something you couldn't quite figure out. Or if you're talking no about kidding. a 409 and why you think it's overheating. And suddenly you discover, oh. Well, and how long? Maybe not. Yeah, how long not. have I been screwing around with that thing? Yeah, to you've talked about out. that more than once. I remember uh, one of the car shows that uh, you'd mentioned. You're like, oh, God, it looks like it's running kind of hot. La, 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 la. Yeah. And, uh, and come to find out by Rick Hunter. No, not really. It's a stupid <laughs> Dakota digital setup that I got in the car. Yeah. Bought R- the wrong north or south. <laughs> first, first things first, Rick. Thank you so yes. much Amen. for all the advice. <laughs> Good grief. Boy, I got to tell you, that really put a spring in my step walking away, too, because I'm thinking, my car's not as screwed up as I thought it was. <laughs> I'm a so little skip happy. in there, did he? Like, doo, 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 I love my baby again. <laughs> uh, so much so that I stopped by the warehouse and grabbed her, and it's sitting in the garage, in the garage. right now. She's been home since this weekend. Uh, Hopefully, you will take it out this weekend. And I've been tinkering around with her, and it just just added some flame to the love affair there. Well, while you and I were uh, uh, chatting with him, uh, I, I finally got a chance to grab my mic and run up to Rick, and we talked a little bit about the cars that he had there, the one he had on the rotisserie, mm-hmm. and really, if you're looking to, to make your baby run a little better, what it takes up he, and down. He just he's, he's so loaded with great information, and the guy seems to know a quite a bit about everything. It's Catfish Groves along with Brett Hatfield. We are at World of Wheels. It's the 60th annual, and we finally found, yes, the Hot Rod Express. 
uh, display booth lineup. Oh my God! You know, tour of oh hell yes. HotRod-Express.com. If you want to follow, they're on Instagram, and I, I follow on Instagram and on Facebook because you're always putting up new cool pictures of a rotisserie, kind of like what you've got going on here. What's this car on display that I've been watching you piece together? It's a seventy Roadrunner. It's probably one of the coolest B bodies you'll find. It is huge. It is beautiful, and you've taken it all the way down to like just it's nuts and bolts. Oh yeah, there was there was nothing left. It had trees growing through it when it was found. So it's it's a it's pretty much all new body put together properly. But we display it with nothing inside, just as the body's painted and polished before assembly starts to let people see what's inside the car. And one of the things that I, I really liked about it too was as I was looking at it and trying so hard not to touch it because the paint you just you're like this is glass. This is. But I, is it, weirdly enough, I looked inside the doors because uh, yeah, various cars that I, I try to buy, I always check and look inside the doors to see how much of that's just rot. And part of what you did when you took it off rotisserie, you painted everything inside and out. Oh, yeah. You, you have to paint inside the panels. That's where the rust begins. So you paint inside as far as you can and rust proof. But you look inside of our doors and they're as nice as outside the doors. They really are. It's beautiful. Now, we're standing... Uh, back behind where the main part of the booth is and where that display piece is, the the rotisserie car, and we're amongst a bunch of finished, gorgeous works of art. And tell me a little bit, tell me about what this is and that exhaust system. It's a 40 Willys. It's a reproduction of a Stone Woods and Cook drag car that uh, was a national champion winner back in the 60s and 70s. Customer always wanted one, but it's a, it's a Willys. has a tilt front end on it, 40 Willys, coupe. Uh, we've got a, a blown 454 Chevrolet engine in it, uh, straight axle, all chrome with coilovers. Uh, customers wanted one all his life, but this car's got automatic electronic overdrive. It's got electric steering, power disc brakes, air conditioning. Uh, it's, it's everything that he's always wanted in one car and drives it a lot. Now, the reason I bring up this exhaust, let's get down here. Tell me about tell me about the electric cutouts and what what their function is. Well, electric cutouts are, are pretty awesome because if they're shut, then the car has a, a complete exhaust system that goes out the back of the car. But if you want to sound like your day at the racetrack, you just push a button and it opens and you have open headers. So Plus it's really the, loud. And won't that also give you a few extra horsepower, etc.? Because it's not having to push everything out the back of the car. Sure, if you're not going faster, it sounds like you are. So, you know. <laughs> and that's what I'm looking for. It, yeah. This thing is stunning. Uh, back behind me is a 57 Chevy. Tell me if I'm wrong, but that amazing interior is not quite original. No, it's we put some bucket seats. I actually found a set of nice buckets out of a, a 16 Dodge Challenger, and we reupholstered them in a kind of a butternut-looking leather and made a full console for the car. It's a lot more comfortable. That's one of the amazing things about Hot Rod Express is what they can do with whatever either your dream is or uh, like the car we were talking about on the rotisserie where you drag it out of a field and take it from, you know, dead in the water to on the street and looking so wonderful. Uh, for a matter of fact, uh, we're taking a stroll back and, and just, oh my God, this SS. Hello, engine. Uh, anyway, with a 572 in it. Oh, oh yeah. If you want to go fast, just take out your little 350 and let's just put a GM crate 572 in. Now, that dog will hunt all day long. <laughs> How, uh, when you find a car that you really like and you're like, oh my God, I want to drop something huge into it, what are the keys to knowing whether you can shoehorn something in? Well, just 
come up with an end of the road plan. Just what do you exactly want to do? And then just design a car around the drivetrain you want is just how we would do it. If it's like you were saying, a Chevette, if you could even find one of those anymore, but say you were doing a Camaro with a big motor, you want to, you want to come up with a plan before you even start. Very smart. And one of the cool things is you can talk to Hot Rod Express about that and get hold of you guys because you know how to make these plans. Tell me about this and this amazing paint job because I feel like I could just kind of jump into it, into the paint itself. It's, it looks, it's called Real Flames or Bonfire Flames. It's a, it's a black 30 Chevy. It's painted black. And then you do some artwork with white and some stencils and airbrushing. And then you put a, a translucent, uh, you know, indigo or cobalt blue over that in different layers. And then when it's all done, you finish it up. And it gives the illusion of an actual working fire almost as you walk around the car. Let's say I kind of have an idea. How far down a rabbit hole do I have to be to be able to get you guys to do these amazing jobs? We do a lot. We also service cars that are already done. So actually coming up with a plan, if you have a car that's already a running driving car, we can give you some ideas on a, a base where to start, where you're not overlapping repairs is the, the future. You know, if you want to evolve into this car over time, you want to start out with a good foundation. So after you get that, then you can kind of evolve from there. So you could have saved me from that 56 Plymouth I bought with all that rust in the bottom of it. Nothing could have saved you from that. <laughs> you were doomed from the beginning. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Someday. Someday. Well, thank you so much. Gorgeous cars. Don't forget to check out hotrod-express.com and look for them on Facebook and follow as they rebuild amazing vehicles. So where are all the wheels? Yeah, thumbs up? Absolutely. Two thumbs up, Roger and Ebert. That Uh, that was really fun. Really wish we could have spent more time there. It was fantastic. And thanks to everybody who took the time to do interviews with us. And thank everybody who took time to talk to us about all their really cool cars. And that stinking 56 Chevy (laughs) car. Drive that thing. (laughs) Did that thing look like a beast? It It was a monster. It was a monster. It was. It looked like it was here to eat your children you know, and tear would, your face off. I would gladly lo- uh, line up with you side by side with that uh, 66 Chrysler and then let you tear off because I'd just be cruising <laughs> down the road, man. You'll catch just, me on some back roads in my 62 for Just once. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening with uh, Driven Radio Show. I'm Catfish Groves with Brett Hatfield. Howdy. And Corey Pratt from Cape Cars. That's me. And we will catch you next time with more live reports right here on Driven Radio.